BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Not quite to season seven. Or are we starting season seven in part two? Did we talk about that? Nope, is this nope, thing yet? Nope, nope. It's not happening. So still in season six, this is Knowing It's Half the Podcast. And I am Race Decanus. When do we graduate? Are we being held back? Uh, no, this is just like a this is like summer school or summer camp. Oh, yeah. Because like we have to start party. on a G.I. Joe. We can't yeah. start some random thing this yeah. is like a, the breakfast club this is like saturday detention the, uh, um you both you have, have two very different summer? things what the hell isn't it wait who are you you I said mean, your name out of the breakfast club cast i would say i mean i would i'm probably you think I mean, you're Chan's probably the ali sheedy of the group i, would I am say. the ali sheedy that is correct i'm the uh i'm obviously the charlie sheen you what? Uh, Charlie Sheen yeah. isn't in it. You're thinking, oh, I'm of, thinking Judd of Ferris. Nelson. I'm thinking no. of uh, Ferris Bueller. No, no, no. I'm no. thinking of him at the end of Ferris Bueller. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't I'm, you tell uh, me he's not in Ferris Bueller, Chan. We will have words. Yeah, no, he's no, in no, Ferris. I, Ju- I he's in Ferris Bueller, uh, but in in a bit part. But also, I'm clearly the Judd Nelson. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Mm, I see you uh, much more as the Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, Molly Ringwald or Judd Nelson. Yeah. Those are yeah. the two worst people there. So obviously. Maybe I'll one take of them. it. I'll Abbo. take it. Listen, the, they're they're both the least pathetic ones for being in detention. So one it dude had a flare me. gun in his locker that went off. Another dude taped a dude's buns together and ripped off his pubes. And kind of another funny. chick just had nothing better to do on a Saturday. But Judd Nelson just got detention because he's sass talking. Molly Ringwald, I think, got it because she like failed a test or something See, like that. If only I, there was a character in Breakfast Club who's there because somebody asked them and they didn't have a good reason to say no, that would be Gina Ippolito. Yeah, that's true. I, I think, Ray, I think maybe you're the janitor. Is he cool? Your silence means yes. I don't understand how Gina can be such a bully and a jerk 
and yet not be like a dedicated Trump head. I feel like uh, <laughs> Look, a, our side needs some too. Our side needs some bullies too. If our side had more bullies, we'd be doing a lot better than the crap that we're doing. Yeah, it's weird. The side of uh, the smart people and nerds uh, don't have the bullies. It's so strange the way yeah. that ended up working out. No, we need what we need is nerdy bullies. Like we need smart bullies so that like the like the kid, the smart bullies who like uh make fun of people in subtle ways so that over a period of five years they want to kill themselves. Well, I'm right here. We we need those kinds of bullies. I mean, I've made it seven years, so obviously you need to up your game, Gina. <laughs> We're not in season seven yet, though, but once we are. Oh, yeah, fair. You're both going to, so, a flip is going to switch in both of your brains. A well, flip is going to switch. Flip is going to switch. Uh, this is part two of our Chuck E. Cheese live action 1999 adventure of Woo! Chuck E. Cheese's Galaxy 5000. Maybe I'll just put it out there. The greatest movie I've ever seen. Entertainment cheese. It is bad on a level I cannot begin to comprehend. <laughs> it's so amateurish. Um, like every every moment, there's something that makes me say, like, I could, I, I did make better uh, uh, media as a child with no budget. And the fact that somebody spent money on this, I mean, they got ripped off. They were like, hey, we need to make a video. Uh, uh, who, like, let's go hire somebody. I'm like, ah, oh, my brother can do it. He's He's got a camera and everything. And one of them screens where you can make uh, things on them so that people look like they're in space. And then they just took all the money, blew it on cocaine, and gave like 40 bucks to their nephew uh, who just filmed this in his freaking garage. <laughs> you know, can I, can I just say that the, like I paid attention last week and I took notes. Uh, and in this episode, I, or in, I mean, it's not even an episode. We watched half the movie last week and half the movie this week. This time I spent a large portion of time going, who is this weird kid that's with them that's like go going with them everywhere i forgot that this is the kid who's like was shaking the them down for money for, for his alleged grandparents show. but he looks he legit looks like some like grips nephew came to set one day like some woman was like, can you please just take Vinny to work? And this grip was like, I can't do that. I'll get fired. And she was like, just do it. I have so much work to do. You're his uncle. You can take him there. And he was like, fine, fine. Vinny, I'll bring you to set. Stay out of the way. And they were just like randomly filming this low budget thing. And they were like, should we get a kid for this? Like now that we think about it, it's all just like adults dressed as furries. Maybe we could get a kid actor. And someone was like, what about that weird looking kid over there with the buck teeth? That's a little, a little Italian chubby. And then everyone was like, okay, I guess kid, can you act? And he was like, no. And they were like, you're in. Does not matter. Thank God. Have we looked up to see if he uh, did like a Neville Longbottom and came like super hot? As a, um, I, I doubt his, his name's even on this. His name is on this. And I did look him up last week. Remember, he was potentially the CEO of a tech company. 
Oh, that's right. We weren't sure if it was him. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but this kid's they this character's name is Charles, which. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? There's like Rocket. There's an unspoken there's an unspoken rule in script writing that you never that you try not to give two characters names that even start with the same letter because then right. when your like writer's assistant goes to write it in and it goes to autofill it's like did you mean Chuck or did you mean Charles these are the same name not only is the first letter <laughs> the 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 same the first two letters are the same and it's two versions of the same name it's like if his name was Bob and then it was Robert Entertainment Cheese yeah uh, it's very dumb. Like, did See, they only, did the writer of this think like, gosh, names, names. I can't think of any names. I got it. Charles, Charles. And then someone was like, did you just look at Chuck, Chucky and think like, what's the, what's the version of this? And he was like, no. <laughs> well, I, I'm reminded of my, I'm, I'm on writer's Twitter, uh, to a point where I follow the writer's Twitter happenings. And my favorite question somebody asked in writer's Twitter was, Hey, would it be okay in my screenplay if I like name three different characters Michael? It's a very Ugh. common name, and it's Ugh. very. It would be more realistic oh if born if all multiple people in my screenplay all had the same name. I hope that person never works. Uh, I just thought to writer. myself, I went white dude. Yeah, that is that is the <laughs> that is the. I am a white person who has only known so many people and doesn't read. And has no real desire to go beyond what I am. I mean, I, I think I think my favorite, like the responses were basically like, what? No. What are you, stupid? Yeah, it's it's an insane. It's an insane thing for for many reasons. I mean, I will say uh, stupid, stupid George R. R. Martin is not doing us any favors by naming all of his characters the exact same thing to the point where I get frustrated 10 pages in and then spend the next 1,200 pages mad that I am still reading. That was when I was growing up. Uh, you know, I was not a great reader. Uh, I mean, I think this is well known. I'm shocked. And my dad actually is a fantastic reader. Like, he just read all the things. Like, he is all about the books. And he used to tell me he's just like like he he had some imagination that I would someday be a great reader. And he was like, oh, man, well, if you're having trouble with this stuff now, wait till you get to the great Russian novels where every character has like seven names and they all go interchangeably throughout the novel. And That's I'm like, Dad, true. I will never read that. I will never Ugh, read that. Never that in my the, life will I ever read that. That was the day he truly stopped loving you. <laughs> that was the day I truly stopped loving uh, reading. <laughs> Um, I go back to the Garth Marenge school, uh, which is you you rarely meet someone who's written more books than he's read. <laughs> and that's uh, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Uh, anyway, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, let's see. When we last left off, the uh, team was in the, I guess, the warm up race. I guess they were in a race, but it wasn't the race. <sighs> Although that was never really made clear, was it? Like, am I yeah. the this is I, not a Legion situation. This was not clear. The same as the uh, yeah. multiple mics thing. Like, there was no reason to have an extra race and also yeah. to make it clear that that was the thing. I mean, you just do a thing where you're like, hey, let's do some practice, you know, runs around the, the track or something like that so that you can, you know, get that information out. But it just con it's confusing when you do it like that. 
Yeah. And then and then because at some point they say, like, we have no chance of winning now. And I was like, wait, you already lost. What do you mean you have no chance of winning now? And then I was like, wait, is it best like two out of three? Are there heats to this thing? Like what's going on? And it's still never really explained why they do two races. I guess I would understand if it was three races. Two races makes no sense to me. (laughs) I mean, it's a it's a warm up and a go, I guess. I don't really understand. They say the big race is tomorrow. And that's very confusing because this was not made clear. Uh, and Chuck E. Cheese is sitting alone at a table with Astrid, the blonde lady who wants to fuck. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. and she's the only one sitting with him. Everywhere else, everyone, all his other homeboys are at the other table, along with uh, Charlie Rocket, the child. Uh, not Chuck, not Chuck, Char- Charlie. Yeah. And then Duh. Helen, Helen, uh, Hen, Henny uh, comes in with Hans and Franz, the Germans. Uh, although they are named Peter and Ivan officially. Um, and she comes in with one on either arm and she's like, I'm taking these guys back to the hen house tonight. Yeah. I like it's, I was like, is she playing them? Which later on, it seems like maybe, maybe she is like, maybe she's like deep undercover because she does ask them later. Like, Oh, how do you guys win these races? Oh yeah. But she there's says no like she's deeply playing them. She does say that. But At like this, point, it, though, this scene is so they're so mean to each other. Like uh-huh. she's truly she's like, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, get fucked, you stupid loser. She walks <laughs> in and they're basically London bridging her. Yeah. Which is yes. deeply creepy. Yeah, yes. Look, I, I did uh, the as these scenes are unfolding, I literally multiple times had to tell myself they're they're not actually going to fuck. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not actually going to have sex. I'm fairly certain they're not going to because it, it 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 kept feeling like that's where we were going. I mean, they clearly want to. They bring her there to fuck, and then and then and then I would say that what what they end up almost doing to her is almost worse. It's almost worse, but hold on. We're way... That's getting jumping No, I know. That's why I'm giving the audience something to keep listening for, Ray. The people who listen to this show at this point, with the exception of the person who, for whatever reason, this is their first time listening to the show. The others, I'm pretty well convinced uh, uh, they're the ones who are going to stay through to the end. I I was going to say, no matter how far off track we get, but I believe it's because we get so far off track. I think that's... That's the pain at this point. But I have some line polls I'd love to hear, Mr. Robert Clark Cham. Uh, First off would be the insult said to Chuck E. Cheese, which really cut to the quick. Ah, Yeah, he's an L-O-S-U-R. That wasn't it, but uh, uh, it was still very, very good. The one that really got me was when they said, uh, we now know how we can separate the mice from the men. And I'm like, you know what? That's All right. That's what Henny says. Today's race separated the mice from the men. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. From your friend? From yeah, your that's friend. What, that's what I'm saying. She's. I think that she's She's into getting boned by these dudes. Oh, she's into it. Uh, I mean, at, at this point, I'm reminded of that moment in the movie Scream when he's like, okay, dude, you got to stab me. And he's like, gee, why'd you stab me so deep? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know? mean, like the last time we saw Henny, she was like singing at the moon about how Chuck doesn't really like her. 
and how he can't see what's yeah. right in front of her, which, by the way, I don't think is ever re- resolved. Like you think you think it gets, it's gonna be you think it's gonna be resolved in a, in a uh, boof from Teen Wolf way who was right. who was like the very stereotypical like best friend who's been friend friend zoned, uh, and at the end he realizes he doesn't want the hot blonde he wants his best friend boof. Everyone knows Teen Wolf. Everyone's recently watched Teen Wolf. But yeah, this storyline doesn't really get get resolved. She was like singing about like he can't see what's right in front of him. I'm a chicken. I'm gonna have sex. They're gonna put it in my check chicken pee hole. And then it's called the cloaca, Gina. <laughs> oh my god. And then now she's like, now the next time we see her, she's like, oh yeah, you stupid fucking mouse, you dirty disgusting yeah. mouse. Well, yeah, and that's, uh, I mean given what we know about the end of it, that means that this is super desperate because she doesn't say I'm going to go undercover for them. She's like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to put myself on the line. I'm going to put my life at risk. Gina, when you go out on a date with someone you don't know, there's a risk. Yes. That the person is a total lunatic. So, like, if you're, like, at a, at a McDonald's or whatever, and he gives you, like, really serial killer vibes, you don't go home with him, right? Oh, this just tells me a lot about you that you just said a date at a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, a public place where, like, like a... Uh, 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 you know, a public place everyone goes out on dates, like McDonald's. I'm also, I'm saying that if you're going to, on a date to McDonald's, that's already a red flag. Robert Clark Chan, you have a five-year-old. You need to explain nothing to me. That's where you go. I get it. Uh, Wait, does she say that she's undercover? Did I miss this? No, she never says it. No, she does. Till the end. Till the end. At the end, she does say. Okay, okay. But like, okay. But we have to sort of intuit it. At this point, at this point, no. It sounds like she has, like, in in vengeance, like, oh, you're ditching me. I'm going to go with these guys, but like, clearly they're messed up. Clearly they have drug issues and, you know, uh, misogyny issues. And the fact that she's like going home with them, with two of them, two of them, it's like a, a leaving Las Vegas situation. Like nothing good is going to happen. Nothing at all. There's also a, you know, the wonderful line because they, they go to the table where Astrid and Chuck are sitting down. And they start just like ripping into him. Like hell, Henny is going nuts. Uh, and then uh, another quote that I have would be Astrid's quote uh, uh, about the entire affair. Now Chuck has just barely finished. Uh, it seems like he's got no chance to win the race at all. And Astrid, who's defending Chuck to a level that he frankly doesn't deserve in this situation. Uh, do you have this sound pull for me? <laughs> hey! Chucky won't embarrass me. (laughs) Amazing. You know, the loyalty that she shows, despite having literally just met him, when all his friends won't even hang out with him because they're embarrassed to be seen with him, and he's wallowing in a pit of misery as two pumped-up German men who just won the race by going to, what is it, Vega, Vega 2. Like, the fact that she is willing to put herself out there like this says to me a lot about Astrid's character. This is great character building that will be immediately dismantled. But but what a delight in this moment. I mean, all she's doing, she wants to uh, fuck a racer. 
and yeah. he is a racer and she's like okay he's probably good but gina tell us tell us what happens next because it's maybe the highlight of the whole movie in a movie filled with highlights uh, yeah this is this is what happens is is disturbing and gross for many reasons but the the Germans are laughing very hard. And one of the Germans says, don't make me laugh. I'm going to pee my pants. And then the other one immediately pees his pants uh, and then stays in that outfit for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. I mean, and he's like walking backwards with his with his brother or cousin and a chicken who they're about to double team. And he's covering his crotch like he's got a bony. But really, it's because he peed and he peed inside spandex, which has got to be the worst thing to pee in going to stink it's going to stink to high heaven it's also I mean, just going to stick to his skin for forever like at least maybe if he was wearing like an airy pair of pants he'd dry out at some point but no that dude's sitting and pee the whole time like a stupid baby yeah i i've heard other people tell me that uh when wearing spandex if anything like that happens it's it's not a good thing i've heard i do the both of you know what it's like to pee in spandex I'm thinking because, like, if you've ever been, uh, uh, you know, scuba diving, you pee in the suit. That's scuba isn't spandex. No, yeah. I know, but it's it's tight to your skin. Also, how often have you gone scuba diving? I've never gone scuba diving, but every single movie I've ever seen has a scuba diving scene. Charlie and Chocolate Factory? Yeah. You don't remember when they're like, oh, let's go scuba diving in the very cold chocolate. And if you want like, to Augustus warm up, Gloop, you have to take pee off in the snorkel. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how that's a thing that I've heard about and Gina's heard about. Uh-huh. There are yeah, so-, so many songs in this thing. Yeah, and you know I want to hear every single god dang one of them. Uh, where where do you end it where the two German guys leave with Henny for a, a, a GB and uh, and one of them pees their pants on the way out. How do you possibly move the, the story forward? Oh, I know. A country spaceman line dance song. Oh, my God. Wow. It, Jarvis, also, let's go. When they said, when they first said Snowball's Chance, I'm like, what? Yeah, same, same. And then, and then they change it to make it kid appropriate, so that it's not so they don't have kids thinking about hell. But I was actively mad every time they said it in the song because you're telling me that they couldn't just make up a like pick another phrase that didn't originally have the word hell in it. No snowballs uh, chance in Texas. This is a very oh. normal phrase we all use. <laughs> And I like how you would say, uh, oh, why there are no snowballs in Texas. Well, I would argue there's no snowballs in hell. So what do we no, even talk about? No, you don't have right a snowball's now? chance in hell, which means like you if you bring it there, it's it's obviously going to melt and there's not a chance of it not melting. I'm just mad because like there are so many other sayings. It's like if someone was like, Okay, I know what we can write for this kid's song. Everyone knows my back, my back, my pussy, and my crack. But what if we change it to? So what if we use that? But we'll change pussy and crack. It's like just start with something that's appropriate. 
Don't don't bend over backwards because then every parent watching this is going to be like, oh, I'm I'm annoyed that this is this is what they did to this. Although it could be argued that the target demographic uh, who's being forced to watch this thing <laughs> will get some just frisson of joy from thinking about the word hell while watching this. Oh. I guess that's um, true. I guess they're they're inferring, they're implying hell without really saying it. I guess that no, is a I'm Texas play. is hell. Start there. Uh, second, it's Texas. It's country music song, so it ties together. This is no good writing podcast. Uh, I am going to play a little bit of this uh, because I oh, enjoy a lot of it. how my Adobe Premiere has transcribed it. Mm. This is just like from the basic uh, chorus. We got a snowball's chance in Texas to win this race. Listen up now. I got more blue than BB and a rock while I rape my lunch. Hey! Etc. Etc. The transcription is I got more blue than leaving in Iraq. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Than BB, <laughs> presumably BB King, the great blues guitarist. Uh, <laughs> Why rape my lunch? <laughs> what? I, oh, I don't no. Know. I don't know. Trigger warning, Why? everybody. Why rape my Obviously, if they're going to uh, <laughs> pork a chicken, like, sure. We'll also take your peanut butter and jelly. And, yeah. And just stick our dicks in it. Uh-huh, That's very uh-huh. strong. This checks out. Uh, very, here's the deal. Honestly, and I'll say it right now, and I know I'm going to get no agreement. I think the songs in this movie are better than they have any right to be. I'm not saying, no, I am saying 10 out of 10, no notes, every song <laughs> in Chuck E. Cheese Galaxy 5000. I don't like country music. I love this song. I would love it if Ray immediately added this to his Spotify playlist. <laughs> if I use Spotify, it would be one, two, and three on my list. Whatever the Ray version of Spotify is. It's just iTunes, isn't it? Like, is that still a thing? YouTube. iTunes. How old are you? There's a big old playlist. I'm very old. Very, very old. What happened to me? Uh, oh, and I did appreciate the fact that we have a whole bunch of the dancers from the previous, you know, the same ones that were in Chuck E. Cheese, but now they're wearing spaceman clothes and like also cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And they're line dancing in the background of this one. Everything about this is magical, and I need a hard copy of this at some point on VHS. Some of them have uh, silver uh, uh, face yes. paint on. So, oh, like, yes. Okay, they're robots. Uh, we're not going to bother putting paint on their hands, because why would you? Why uh-huh. would uh, But then but some I- of them, it's just, like, white. Like, yeah. they ran out of silver paint, and you're just like, uh... Well, there's... Mind. There's one that's red, and and I was trying to figure out: are these like little known sort of like Chuck E. Cheese characters? Like maybe there's characters painted on the wall. The silver dudes look like the whatever the dollar store version of the dude that's Pizza the Hut's sidekick is in Spaceballs. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. That's you're talking about Mac, the Max Headroom character. Yes, right? exactly, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is like if someone if someone on Sketch Night was like, "Oh, we've got a Pizza the Hut sketch. Does anyone have anything that like resembles a robot costume?" And someone was like, "Uh, just get some silver paint and aluminum foil from the dollar store." It's fine. You win. Uh, and yep. for the record, I just looked up eBay. 
How much do you think the average price is of oh, a boy. vintage VHS tape of Chuck E. Cheese Galaxy 5000? 350 plus shipping. It's probably more than the cost of the tape. So mm-hmm. like, like $9 total. Gina, what's your guess? I'm going to go. I think that they sent someone out to get it. So I think there was no shipping and I think that they did not reimburse them for gas. So I'm going to go four ninety five. I'm saying, what is it going for on eBay? Not what did, what did it sell for originally? Oh, oh. What would it currently, if I wanted to right at this moment, purchase a copy of Galaxy 5000 on VHS, what would it cost me on eBay? $45 is what I'm, I'm saying. The answer is there are three auctions currently. Median price, $99. I was Incorrect. closest without going over. Nope. nope also, nope. also for $49.50 or $66 plus shipping, you could get a Galaxy 5000 lenticular trading card. Woof. And they that's, just, they very basically different. just say Galaxy 5000. There's nothing cool about yeah, them. Yeah. But that, that's I'm like buying if, both of them right now. If you remember. Uh, have fond memories of this thing. Then you get that lenticular car because like, oh yeah, that was great. You don't actually spend that money on the tape because then you find out what it was actually like. With a card, you're like, my memories are preserved. This is wonderful. Uh, um, I've made a good choice here. But also showing up in this auction, I just put it in our chat, is a very un- unpleasant thing Uh it would be one of the animatronic bears from Showbiz Pizza. Oh, I was going to um, say maybe it was Dr. Zoom fucking a peanut butter sandwich. But, oh, my, that would be oh, outstanding. But this is stripped that. down, with, not with its skin on, so it looks like something that will terminate you. Oh, boy. That is, okay. It's really upsetting. I'm, wow. I, I had to see it, so now you do, too. Wow, that is something else. Animatronics are cool, man. I guess, is- they, I guess they have robots because... It's space. Yes. Yeah. It's space, Gina, where no one can hear you country line. <laughs> um, okay. Moving forward to the next scene takes us. We're not even messing around. This is the second half of Galaxy 5000. We do not have time to F around. So we're going to go to a Dr. Zoom's warehouse to F around. Um, this is maybe the longest scene that goes absolutely nowhere in the entire movie. And this is uh, Helen Henny accompanies uh, Peter and Ivan, the, the German racers, to a giant warehouse where she tries to find out the secret of why they're such good racers and they want to uh, run trains. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a that is actually statement. I actually did appreciate again the writing here. Fantastic. They say. She says, what is your secret to, to, to winning all these races? And the one guy actually stops, thinks about it and goes, it's about visualization. I picture <laughs> myself winning the, and I'm, I am howling. I'm howling with delight at him saying that. Yeah. I, this is actually like, you know, their, their intelligence is not consistent throughout this because it is not. Because like mo- they can't, they can't spell. They don't know a lot of words. They have no idea what's going on. But they know enough in this moment to lie and to like tell a sort of good lie. Like she's like, "Oh, how do you win all these races?" They know to tell. They know to lie to her. 
and they're but they know they can't just be like just go really fast so it's like visualization and then they sort of follow up on it it's like oh and like practice and being really strong uh yeah i don't and then i mean eventually one of them slips up and is like zoom juice uh whoops zoom gas and then we get a whole new character that's never been seen before we have seen him. He's the one who stopped them from punching Chuck E. Cheese and Helen in the face when they first arrived on oh, planet. Dr. Oh. Zoom. Yep. And uh, Dr. Zoom actually wrote like uh, a handful of the uh, lyrics of many of the songs in this particular movie, which is amazing. They also, and Chen, I want to hear it in its entirety because Peter and no, Ivan I do, a, know. do a bit. I know. Yes, I know you do. Because it was so long. It's... I could not believe. <laughs> he says, you guys are cheating. And they, uh, are, they, they try and convince her that there is no such thing as Zoom gas. And this is their exchange. Zoom gas. No! Yeah! Yeah! No! No? <laughs> yeah! Yeah! No! No! Yeah! Yeah? No? No! Yeah! 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 No! 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 Yeah. Enough, you fool! We didn't pad that in any way. It yeah, we that did long. not. My God. And it feels longer. <laughs> If you listen, it didn't feel as long to me because I'd heard it before. But for you at home, if you haven't seen this, that was the most intolerable minute of your entire life. But is it kind of brilliant? And I'm no. thinking, yes, I'm thinking, no, if we, yes, if we it remake is. this movie, if we remake this movie with uh, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in those roles, absolutely, is it? Does it turn from stupid and insufferable to a little bit genius? I think this movie is 100% genius, <laughs> as is right now. If we were to improve upon it, I think we could only ruin it. It is magical. Magical. And what would be, what, what are we really missing? What's the one thing this movie hasn't delivered so far? I gotcha. We haven't heard a Dr. Zoom song. <laughs> Yeah, I like that everyone gets a song, and by like, I mean hate. Uh, it's amazing. He wrote this song himself, by the way, the actor. Uh, I believe he wrote music and lyrics. Because, I, yeah, I looked at who made the songs uh, during the closing credits because I was, I was uh, mystified that there was so much music in this, and it was all so excellent. Yeah. You know what? This guy, this guy who like really commits to this role is the one actor in this that I was like, I, I really hope that this guy like became famous. Nope. Nope, he did not. Uh, oh, that makes me maybe sad. Maybe not for acting. Maybe he got famous in you know in the world of mass murderers, but oh, I do not know. Hopefully, here's one hundred percent a guy who did regional theater thought this was going to be his big break, oh. and now sort of uh, shows up in like classrooms and local uh, drama clubs and talks about his time in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. He's like, you know, I I knew Vegeta. Yeah, Aww. that's what he'd say. He's been in two. He's been in two things. Uh, Jackson Kane is his name. Um, he's known for. Why 19- did they name the character Jackson Kane? The better name, quite honestly. Better villain name than Doctor. But Zoom Juice. They wanted Zoom Juice. I mean, that's it. Came from Zoom Juice, right? 
Uh, he's, he was uh, Dr. Zoom in Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000. And he was Turlock in something called 1995's The Treasure of Eagle Mountain about U.S. Marshals, Wichita Slim, and Bill Gunner team up to help their friend Alonzo Keeler teach his son a valuable lesson. Follow the Marshals as they help to keep the boy safe from outlaws as they search for the treasure that his father left him. Wow. Starring, oh boy, guys, starring as Wichita Slim, you will never guess this. Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland, the television evangelist. Jesus. This is a Kenneth Copeland joint. Whoa. I don't know who that is. This is is amazing. It's a Western starring TV. I I need to see it. Where do I get this? Put it it on our list. You got to buy it on eBay for $99. Yeah, I got to find this right now. Is it on (laughs) eBay? Let's see. There's got to be a VHS tape here. This is horrible what is the okay i can get uh, it for 22.99 plus shipping on vhs i don't understand like like she's like you're cheating and it's not clear to me because my understanding uh when we saw it the first time like a car can only go so fast you can add sure. things to it like a, a um nitrous oxide or whatever and make it go faster but you can't give nitrous oxide to the driver and make it go faster. Okay. So, they do say they could, because that's what I thought. But at some point later on, they say that it expands their vision to help them see things so further this is the in the melange. distance. They're going to turn yes. into a, a third stage guild navigators. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I didn't get it too. Like I was like, oh, like what what is it? Like what is happening? Why, why would this this go juice? But then they say, yeah, they say something along the lines of like it helps us see the whole plane or or whatever. And I was like, all right, I guess I could I get that if someone has superhuman seeing and can see like miles and miles ahead. I guess that would make them go faster, but you're right that like they're still only going as fast as their vehicle will allow. I, I guess I sort of see the logic of it. It Mm -hmm. seems Mm -hmm. real dumb. Uh, I mean, unlike everything else in this movie. Yeah. Everything else is brilliant. That one part starting to lose me. There's (laughs) this, uh, for for all that this dude is like writing all of these songs and whatnot like that, he talks sings pretty much this entire thing. So like he's he's not a singer. Um, no, judging by the music, he's barely a musician. Uh, but then we find out that this Zoom juice is made, and this is the big thing that's gonna yes. like, ratchet up the stakes and put everyone's life in a jeopardy. From the extract of chicken, chicken juice. (laughs) Yeah. Now, my question for this, my question for this is because he's like, he's like, okay, we're gonna like ground you up. Which I was surprised they didn't rape her first, to be honest. Because oh my god, they will. I mean, because those Germans seemed like still really into her, even though they're like, well, we have to. 
But then I was like, oh, I guess you can, I, I guess it's just made from organic material. Like that, that to me, I guess sort of makes sense. Sort of, sort of like how in Back to the Future, he's putting banana peels and beer and beer cans into, into the DeLorean at the end because he's found a way to sort of, sort of convert most like garbage matter into this. So I thought it was just organic matter, but then later on they show her and there are other chickens in there. And so I was like, oh, is it really made of chicken? Like, is it is that the secret ingredients in this Zoom juice? Yes. Uh, Because then they should have pegged her early on, like when she and I mean, the non-sexual type of pegging. Oh, okay, Thank you. They they should have they should have recognized her early on. Like, I mean, they've hit the mother load like they've got all these regular sized chickens walking around. And then all of a sudden this giant human sized chicken comes in and lands and she's like, wants to slob the knobs of some Germans. That dude should have been like, listen, do whatever you want with her. But at the end, roofie her and I'm going to grind her up. Is it just a coincidence that they happen to bring like a sexy chicken back and the machine runs on chicken? I Uh, mean, yes. Look, are you suggesting Jan explain it to me? What? What? Explain it to me, Chan. I need a great writer like Robert Clark Chan to explain this one. Does it run I mean, on chicken? To my mind, Dr. Zoom is the protagonist here <laughs> because he's come up with this amazing uh, um, stimulant slash biofuel that runs on uh, something that we have a tremendous amount of, a tremendously inexpensive renewable supply of i mean for god's sakes you could take even sick chickens presumably uh, and yeah grind them up and turn them into this yeah. thing that would revolutionize the the transport industry okay that would make uh um you know like it's so much easier to 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 move cargo uh, so it does so you're you're under the impression that it does run only on chickens uh, I mean, probably some other things, but you know. I mean, they it's they have a syringe and they get chicken juice, uh, theoretically yeah. by injecting from the chickens, right? Like that's a thing. But but my question, no, he's saying he needs to like grind her up and then put her essence into the syringe. But my question is, like, do you think when that chicken, like, okay, so I guess we're going to suspend disbelief and say this thing runs on chickens somehow, <laughs> either by grinding them up. But like the second she sat down on this planet, do you think that that dude was like, I need you to seduce that giant chicken so I can use her in my chicken zoom juice? Or is it just a coincidence? Yeah. And were these guys like, oh, man, this is a hot, hot chicken. And then once she caught on to them, they were like, well, I guess there's nothing left to do but grind you up. Good thing our machine runs on chickens. I yeah. mean, it's possible they come from a world where there are giant chickens, uh, where they're used as like sex slaves or something along those lines. And they come to this world where, you know, like there's not many chickens and, you know, maybe you can't uh, traffic giant chickens. Otherwise, you'll be found out. So when they see this chicken, they're like, oh, my God, just like at home. Oh, I'm so hot <laughs> chicken. And, uh, you know, things go where they go. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
This is the place for you and your friends. This is the place where the party never ends. It's the good time place, everyone agrees. When you're hungry for fun, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese. When you're hungry for fun, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Back to G.I. Joe. Look, okay. I got three things. Three things here. One, we've already established in the world of Chuck E. Cheese that chickens, even on Earth, get eaten and yeah. get eaten by people who are friends with chickens. Yep. Oh, yep. that's so true. That's true. That's okay. First one. Second one, uh, when uh, Peter and Ivan dance during Dr. Zoom's song, I was mesmerized by them <laughs> because, <laughs> because he's dancing in pee? Is it because he's dancing in pee? One, yes. Two, it was very clearly unrehearsed. Very clearly, no one told them what to do because you will see several times during the number, they're doing the same kind of standard, you know, shake your hands move. And then one of them will start doing some other move and the other will immediately go to mirror it like your local improviser should. <laughs> no, um, there's no way. Over and over and over again where they're doing the move and one guy will like jump to the side and then all of a sudden they'll both be mirroring, jumping to the side. And then they'll just go back to the one move again. And then one guy will start like punching in the air. And then the other one immediately will just also start punching in the air. This is great improvisational. No, dance. it's not. They, they rehearsed this, but only no like chance. once. No chance. I think again, I will look for a choreographer for that number uh, next mm. off. And the last thing I would say here is near as I can tell, the use of zoom gas is not illegal in the Galaxy 5000 race. So it's not actually cheating because you found a stimulant. That's what I was trying to figure out. And like, uh, obviously they didn't go into it. It's just like drugs are bad, you know, because it's a kid's thing. But like, yeah, like uh, tell us, just give something to to, to to establish the rules of this world because it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. And then here's the deal. I think it's be less. It's like it's like the Silent Hill movie. I'm lessened by knowing what's actually going on at the end through a voiceover. I just want to live in the mystery. It got you with the Silent Hill reference. How about that? <laughs> so I mean, Chuck I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining uh, Tent Head from Silent Hill. Tent Head. Tent yeah. Head, ladies and gentlemen. You know who Tent I'm talking head. about. You ten, know ten. who I'm talking about. Wow. No, Gina, I oh, want to know. You know you what really I love? Believe- I love going to Egypt and seeing <laughs> the great tents of Egypt. <laughs> oh, those three gigantic tents. You yeah. know what like I The meant. wonders of the world. The tents at Giza. <laughs> you knew what I meant. I couldn't figure out the word for it uh, because I was picturing him trying to fuck a chicken. Oh, my oh God. okay. Okay, no, I could see how that would happen. I mean, yeah. here's the deal. Uh, Pyramid Head and uh, Henny, uh, Helen Henny, uh, <laughs> would would go well together. Yeah, right you now. can picture their wedding. He's dragging that giant knife yep. sword thing. Down the like. aisle, yeah. Uh-huh. She's still in her cheerleading outfit. She would not. She'd have a veil. That'd be it. A veil yeah, with the cheerleading and, and, outfit. But like before the wedding, she's like, do you have to bring that thing down the aisle? And he's like, do you have to wear your cheerleading outfit everywhere? And she's like, yes. And then he's like, yes, 
don't make fun of my sword if you're not willing to wear a wedding dress like your friend Betty. Oh, okay. Now we're talking about Betty again, Pyramid Head. Okay. I see where this is going. No, no, I don't really like Betty. You're the love of my life, chicken. You can wear your outfit. I think it looks cute. Is Betty also a chicken in this scenario? <laughs> no. Yeah, weirdly enough, no. That's yeah. crazy. She's just like a regular lady that he knows from next door to Silent Hill, but Look. who like became friends with, with the chicken girl. Gina, I'm not saying you have an upcoming <laughs> wedding for yourself on the horizon, but should you ever be a part of one in that regard, and it's not involving you dressed like Helen Henney from... From Chuck E. Cheese Galaxy 5000 and the gentleman <laughs> isn't dressed like Pyramid Head dragging a giant sword down the aisle. I'm just going to get up and fucking leave. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> Here's I'll the thing. So I think we can all agree, based on what we know about me, that I'm the one dragging the big sword in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. You know what? Yeah. I take it all back. Uh, we do have an upcoming wedding. A uh, friend of the show. That's right. Uh, knowing our uh eileen mary o'connell's getting ah, married she uh-huh. is getting married how exciting is that we can talk to her future hubby okay and see if he will uh drag a sword for our benefit now when you say drag a sword yeah you mean that's what you mean i literally mean that oh okay okay great why you would know I- what? i'm on board with your version too So Chuck E. Cheese has decided the best way that he's going to have a chance to win this race is despite the fact the race involves apparently four people in his car, he's just going to do laps alone, trying to hit Vega two. Oh, just trying to like, he's going to fucking practice. He's going to practice. Why not? What's wild about this is this only occurs to him just now. And then later, They ask him, how much have you been uh, practicing? How much have you been training? And he says, I haven't been. Yet he just came from doing exactly that. It felt like a a, a fib. It felt like a lie. Wait, was he training? He was practicing racing the car around by himself. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was practicing. He was doing what a smart person would do here. I mean, he means like physical training, though. He means like, you know, you can't just you can't just get in a car and go vroom, vroom. You got to shed some body fat. Um, What's yes. Uh, uh, he also yeah. like he's a terrible driver. He's hitting he's hitting walls. He hit he We do the eye gag again for a second time where they green screen behind his eyes and it just gets real weird. I don't know why we went back to that a second time and nope. then didn't do a third. Right? We well, never got think, a third payoff. I think because they don't know the rule of threes, but also they clearly did it a second time because the first time, like, the editor showed them, showed it to them, they were like, oh, my God. This just made this movie look really expensive and awesome. It can really you put did, it in though. there more? And the editor was like, "I yeah, I can put it in there as much as you want. And they're like, no, no, no. Just put it in there one more time. We don't want it to look too expensive and awesome. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a billion dollar movie. We don't want people <laughs> to think that. Um, what's wild is Chuck E. Cheese legitimately is a terrible space pod racer. Yep. He's awful. He's crashing into everything. He ends up wrecking the ship. And and basically, for a moment, the screen blacks out. And we are to made to be believed that Chuck E. Cheese has died. <laughs> they have literally presented that scenario, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, the the next time the next time anyone goes to a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant, they will be looking at Charles Entertainment Cheese the second because the yeah. first is deceased. Yeah, they just get whoever um is uh, John Fetterman's body double to just play Chuck E. Cheese now. Mm. In the dumbest story of 2023. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So, so obviously, yeah, all, all the right wingers out there are, you know, every scene going forward, they're just like, that's not the real Chuck E. Cheese. He was replaced by a body double and they don't want us to know he's dead. Just like that, uh, football player for the bills. Remember that fun? Why do they think everybody's being replaced by body doubles? I mean, they also thought that about, uh, Avril Lavigne and they have some very compelling evidence. Uh, they I, have I've heard that. Paul McCartney for crying out loud. This shit's been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it is one of the original uh uh one of the original conspiracy theories. And and uh, to be honest, like one of my favorites. Uh because like it is insane, first of all, but it's like a little bit more fun than the average. Yes. It's it's sort Thank of like you. on par with the like Elvis is still alive and I saw him. But it's more insane than that because I guess like you could, you know, like you could, it's feasible that like, I mean, people in witness protection have faked their death before or gone underground. It's happened. Uh, But uh, this is a little bit more fun and a little bit more insane. Uh, Side note, highly recommend the uh, comic book series Department of Truth. Okay. Yeah. I just read volume one. It's all about conspiracy theories, and that's all I'll say. This is the thing I want for our younger audience out there who would not understand this. Back in the 1990s, conspiracies were really, really fun because <laughs> yeah. you un- everyone understood that if you believed like Elvis and Bigfoot were alive and working at a Burger King just outside of Las Vegas, everybody just knew you were a moron. Like there was no like, but it's probably true. If somebody came to you in 98 and they said the earth is flat, you'd laugh at them because they were stupid. You wouldn't have to justify why they are stupid. And conspiracies back then were like, you know, we used to have weekly world news, which was a a tabloid you would get at the grocery aisle that was all black and white where they would have stories like Hillary Clinton gives birth to alien baby. And they'd have a horribly Photoshopped picture of Hillary swaddling an alien baby. Like this is the (laughs) thing they used to do. And it was crazy fun because we all were sane and we were all like, well, obviously this isn't true. So we can have fun with conspiracies. What sucks about the year 2023 that we live in now is those types of things can't exist anymore because 30% of the country will believe it and there will be no way you could break that unshakable faith that they know that Hillary did give birth to an alien baby and that picture is 100% legitimate. Um, My favorite conspiracy, uh, I I will put it out there when conspiracies were fun, Uh, the one I love is that Bill Hicks did not die, Uh, famous comedian, he, in fact, changed his act, went underground for a while, and now is Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. And there is compelling evidence out there also. Uh, I've that seen it. it this is, is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
two things. One, the uh, Illuminatus trilogy by Robert Anton Wilson the and best. Robert Day, absolutely the best. fantastic. Uh, and also, uh, w- one of the things that makes me so mad, the most mad about the situation you're talking about, is that it's why we can't have X Files because X Files yeah. used to be fun oh, exploration oh. of all this nonsense, and now people take it seriously, and you know, like. Mm. Okay, yeah. but this is what I will say. This is why the Department of Truth is so great. Uh, the the yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll you know what I'll tell you just a smooge more about it because I think I think Chan would like it. I don't know if you have any time to read anymore, Chan. I know you used to read a lot. Uh, I don't know if you do now that you have things that live with you, loved ones and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it's basically, it's about conspiracy theories, but there is a department of truth who has to put them down before they become true and re and reshape the, the fabric of reality, basically. Nice. So it's very good. So, so basically like the more people who believe in a conspiracy theory, the more it manifests into, into truth. And so there's in the vein a whole, of American gods. What's that? In the vein of American gods. Yes, yes, uh, yes, and it's so, it's fabulous. Regrettably, this is what the internet has taken away from us. Uh, yeah. It basically it, uh, conspiracies stopped being fun when the internet started taking off, and I I think that it is directly related because now we're able to share these things with very, very stupid people uh, and on a broad level. And that's why we're here now. And life is, a internet makes life more fun. Let's not pretend. But it also really sucked the life out of certain things that used to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, just sad. Anyway, speaking of which, Chuck E. Cheese is dead. And then he wakes up and we are, uh, how do we describe Harry the Helmet? Uh, Scottish we... Pasquale. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so is the bit that it's the same actor? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, because he goes like, "You look really familiar." Yes. And I was trying to figure out what the bit was. I forgot that it was Pasquale. And the, you know, the 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 video quality isn't great on these things that we watch. So, yeah, yeah. but it's not actually him, right? It's a different guy that just looks like him. No, it is the no, same actor. Same actor, yeah. It is the exact same actor. I know, but it's not like the Pasquale. same character who got oh. dressed up to go here. No, to like no, no, no. Different character him. entirely. Totally okay. different person. So, really, it's a budgetary thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things here that happens that makes me so mad is that uh, part of what I hate about this Chuck E. Cheese is that he's such a pastiche that his accent changes. Uh, they can't tell yes. if he's uh, just like a, a standard, you know, uh, um, West Coast American or he's um, he's Bugs Bunny, you know, like a Brooklyn. Uh, the way he says songbird. Um, Boyd. Oh, no, the songbird. <laughs> later, he then calls it the songbird. So, like, w- I don't mind if you call it a song Boyd, 
but just say that all the time. They probably like shot that scene on two different days and he forgot what he did and they didn't have a script supervisor to be like, oh, just a reminder, you did this on the last take. Just a reminder, you just used your voice (laughs) when you weren't trying to imitate goddamn Bugs Bunny. Uh, Look, I want to take it one step further. I would like to talk about the actor who played Pasquale and Harry the Hermit. His name is Stephen Lang. Uh, and he is known for how many IMDb credits do you think Mr. Stephen Lang has? Mm. Four. I- I'm going to say one. The answer is two. Oh, uh, I was closest without going over. God damn it. One of which is 1999's Chuck E. Cheese and the Galaxy 5000. His second is 2021's Ultimate Shrek recap cartoon voicing an ogre hunter. Wow. Good for him. That's recent. Maybe he's having a comeback. I'm looking for him now because he needs to come on the show. Uh, that sounds very much like something that his neighbor made in his garage. <laughs> Almost assuredly, yes. How do we... There, It is a common enough name that I cannot find him. There are too many Stephen Langs with an E at call the end. Call them all. Call them all. If you were committed to this podcast, you would call them all. Oh, my God. Regrettably, the top one seems to be a soccer enthusiast, so I cannot <laughs> believe that is him. There's another goddamn song here. Oh, let's hear it. No. Oh, we're no, hearing them all. You hear it. It's just fucking, they just go okay. on forever. No. It's like a like a training montage sort it's of. It's a training montage. Let me talk about this really, really quick. Uh, because they ask him, what training did you do? And he says, none at all. He's like, okay, we're going to get your body in shape, and we're going to win this race tomorrow. I mean, this is a heck of a training montage. So among the things he does are standing on top of volcanic tubes. And then as the volcanic smoke comes out of them, he has to hop from one to another to another. He also has to, of course, run in a hamster wheel because you got to. And the third one is the one I have a lot of trouble with. Uh, It's basically whack-a-mole, except you're standing in the middle of a dais surrounded by i'm assuming have to be robot hands with spatulas who are trying to hit you with the spatulas from every direction well they're all different colors so they're clearly some sort of lava stone parasite something i think they're wearing i think they're wearing very long like cleaning gloves of different colors sure and but Chuck E. cheese also has two spatulas and he's trying to hit them with spatulas and so we have a training montage of uh, 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 and with the song, which we will play in a second, of course, um, of him being terrible at these, being okay at these, and then, of course, at the end, dominating each of these events. Chan, let's hear that song. Now, if you keep on practicing, then soon you'll find that it's much easier to focus the mind. And with the power to focus comes the calmness and collectedness, the confidence to see you through a bind. That's amazing. The song is great. All the songs are great. That song isn't oh. that bad, actually. Neither is the training montage. No. I didn't I didn't hate the training montage. No. And the other thing they add in right at the end is he has to do complex math. Don't know why. I mean, he's gotta do it. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you're if you're trying to make a a spaceship go much faster that you might have to do. Some computations. 
Sure. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we've got, we again, uh, Astrid has got Chuck E. Cheese's back in the next scene. And I am very, very, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy is, for them is what I'm saying. It's concerning because it's not clear to me if we're supposed to be empathizing with Astrid or not. We yeah. absolutely are. She we says that she paid no, more money so that she could get a chance to be with a real racer. Uh, no, I, like it's weird. It is. It's weird because it's it's weird because basically, like, there's already a character who needs money. Yeah, and for a very specific thing, for a very selfless thing. Like even even when even when Chuck E. Cheese meets Swedish Luigi. He's basically Scotch. like, well, why do you need to, why do you need to win? And he's like, I, I look, oh, I want to win and I want to win a lot of money. And he's like, oh, so you're like greedy. And he's like, no, it's for a kid. And Swedish Luigi is like, yeah, uh, okay, that's, then that's pretty good. So there's already a character that's making everyone around him selfless. So then to throw in another character who's like, uh, yeah, like I may be, I may be jumping from guy to guy, but it's just because I really need money. And they don't explain why she needs money. So they set her up like she's a gold digger. But like when she finally says like, I'm so sorry, I just like, I have to do this because I really like, I just really need the money. They don't explain why. <laughs> well, she doesn't say that she needs the money, just that she used up all her money to get there. And I oh, don't know if her I objective is, to have sex with a racer, she says she's about her money to, to get there, and she, because she needs to find, or she needs to be with a winner or something like that. It's very she wants weird to, wording. Yeah. She well, wants yeah. to bang a racer, and this is basically eighty for Brady. She spends all her money to go to a sporting event that she's very much into, and she is hoping to figure it out from there. But the race. You guys said you were going to win. You know, I came here to be with a real racer, not a dropout. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they needed to either either like commit all the way and be like, look, she's a gold digging bitch straight out of an 80s movie. Or they needed like it's just weird that her, like there's two characters whose motivation is money really i guess hers isn't money related Sorry, i don't guys. know i saved all my money this summer just so i could get here this is my only chance to find a real racer okay she doesn't she can get home no problem this is just what she saved up to go to she doesn't have a money problem but she has made a choice that this is how she will spend her extra funds after um this the things you need to survive okay i've figured it out she's she's she basically wants racer sperm so that she can make a super racer baby. Or she's some sort of racing succubus and she can only survive <laughs> by like consuming this. the energy oh, of okay. real racers. Okay, then she is then she is sympathetic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I find all succubi very sympathetic. That is yeah, a fact. I mean, come yeah. on. It, like if I if it turned out I was a succubus, I would try and I would try and only succubus bad guys. There but, you go. But I'm still, I would still need to succubus. All right. Pull that for the uh, uh, ringtones as well. Um, okay. <laughs> we end the training DMs, section. Gina. Yeah. 
What's right that? There. You're going to get such DMs after this oh, episode. I, well, oh, I mean, boy. I already do, so I can't wait for more. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't be that guy, please. Please, please don't <laughs> message Gina. I would like to believe if you're listening to this show at this point in this episode, you know better by now, for God's sakes. Could be anybody. Anyway, <laughs> we end the training montage with a Karate Kid joke that lands. That landed for me. Wait, he there's says, a Karate Kid joke? Because Chuck E. Cheese says, oh, I get it. That's why you had me wax all your furniture and paint your fence. Oh. To which point that uh, Helmet says, no, no, that wasn't part of your training. I just wanted my furniture waxed and my fence painted. I thought he's yes. just literally just wiping down a table. Great bit. Great bit. I'm here for it. Give me more of this great, great writing. That oh, is right. Galaxy Fire. Now I know why you had me do this exercise last. It's for arm strength. Like I need for steering. Well, actually, my table needed waxing. Boom. Why things for dodos is the uh, book he's reading. There are some great oh, visual gags in this, yes. Like at some point, somebody put in the minimal amount of effort to make this a watchable production. So there was, there were people on set that cared. That's all I'm going to say. And it shows. And if you were one of those people, thank you. Listen, I appreciate it as someone who like goes real hard on every job I've ever done. Like, I don't care how crappy the job is. I'm going to go in and I'm going to be the best at it. Uh, I appreciate this. I like to imagine that someone said to like a friend's wife who said one night at dinner, like, I always think set deck would be such a gr- such a fun job. You know, they call it set deck. I read that in an article. Nah. And then like they were like, oh, well, you know, I am making this movie now. It's really low budget, but you could do it for experience. And I like to think that that woman, whose name is probably Marge, was Marge. like, oh, my goodness you would let me do that? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, what would I have to do? And they're like, just decorate the set. Uh, And then she like researched space, researched puns and like really brought it. Yeah. Uh, No notes. Again, this is just more brilliance from, from all of this. Oh, I found the video of the ultimate Shrek recap cartoon on YouTube. Wow. 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 It is uh, less than four minutes long, and I will be watching it, So, uh, and I will be taking no notes at this point. Um, uh, okay, cut back to Helen, who is in chicken jail. She uses a feather to pick a lock. Yep. That's pretty great. Uh, yeah, we, this would work. She uses one yeah. of her giant feathers, and she's talking to the other regular chickens, which also, like... I don't know. That seems like that seems like kind of an elaborate prop to have. They're real live chickens. There are actual real chickens in there. Somebody got a deal on something. I don't know how they worked this, but here we are. I mean, I don't know if this was a union production, but you need if you have animals, if you have live animals, you need like legally you need an animal handler. Uh, I don't know if this is a union production. <laughs> Gina. I'll go ahead and say it. Um. <laughs> Uh, So she escapes. Dr. Zoom is going with his syringe to go get some Zoom juice out of it. We don't know what's going to happen. Something happens. Cut back to Dr. Zoom walks out, falls over. Penny walks out with a frying pan. 
there's a doing noise and it's a full 15 seconds of just a static <laughs> shot, a it's static amazing. wide shot with nothing happening. And then he slowly staggers out and falls down. Then she comes out with a frying pan. I was like, what the fuck? How much did you need to pad this thing that you had to add in 15 seconds of just dead space? It was uh, so brilliant. weird. It's also weird because, like, we he's obviously fine. Like, she doesn't kill him. I think it would have been more entertaining if she had killed him. But, like, he falls down. She she successfully escapes. And then, like, the next time we see him, he's got a comical bandage around his head under the hat yes. that we've seen him wear. The, the, uh, the, the, you know, the Jurassic Park hat. And, uh... And he's like just sort of chilling. Like he's not. He's he, they never address it again. He like goes nope. to watch the race. He's like drinking a martini or whatever he's doing. And other than the bandage, he's not like you know. He's not really. He's not like holding an ice pack to it and being like, "I'm gonna get that chicken." He's just like doop a doo, doop doop doop. Gonna go watch my race now. My part in this movie is basically over. <laughs> an actor conveys, "I don't care anymore." Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so here we go. This is the big act three, let's effing go. So the race is starting. An amazing, an amazing gag. I can't even believe they did this gag where Munch orders pizza delivery to the car <laughs> on the track as the uh, as the race is starting to the point where Chuck E. Cheese needs to, they need to figure out if they could get change for a $10 bill for this pizza with two seconds before we go. They get the pizza barely in time, and then everyone goes on the track, forcing the pizza delivery man to fear for his life. I can't Amazing. tell. I, I can't tell. I think I might be being brainwashed into thinking that this movie wasn't a piece of garbage by all of your Amazing. by all of your talk. Because like for a second I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then I was like, wait, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and also I spent a large portion of this time being like, who's that kid in the car? Who's that like weird gap toothed kid that doesn't look like an actor that's in the car? <laughs> uh, you're of course referring to Charlie Rocket. Not to be confused with Charles Entertainment Cheese. Ugh, this is what, uh, whoever wrote this only knew three names like that. Unless he, guy. he grows up into Chuck E. Cheese, like <gasps> in the time loop. Oh my god, oh it's like the movie Looper. It's Looper. Yeah. This is straight Looper. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now this movie is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, this is great. And that means that Swedish Luigi is is also <laughs> just Luigi. Possibly, yeah, he's like multiple incarnations of the Watcher role. Wow. Well, speaking of which, you know, we cut back. We don't need to see this character ever again, but we do to a helmet, the Scottish uh, Pasquale, who's watching, who's sitting down. And also he wears open-toed sandals the whole time. It's just, Ew. that just creeped me the f He's out. a pedophile, just, that means. It's very bad. It's a very bad look. Um, and he sits with his feet like up in the air a lot. And I just, it just doesn't work for him. Anyway, anyway, he's, he's crouched over watching the race on a crystal ball. And again, a gag I can appreciate. He's watching it on a crystal ball. It goes out. He shakes it, says they don't make crystal balls how they used to. Thinks for a second, pulls out a remote control to the, the cave wall of his cave, essentially becoming a giant flat screen television. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a better way to watch the race. And I'm like, 
This is brilliant. Oh, no. This is what brilliance looks like. Oh, my God. It is. Uh, it's Ch- Chad, utilitarian. It. It's functional. I, I don't know that genius enters into it. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, if given a choice of that gag or anything Bill Maher says in the year 2023 <laughs> on his own show, well, which Jesus one displays Christ, better writing? Like, do I want to watch this or do I want to get kicked repeatedly in the nuts? <laughs> Yeah, is that what you're judging all these cartoons against? Because no wonder you like so many of them. I yeah. judge everything based on Bill Maher in the year 2023, and that includes stuff we watched last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not uh, like Bill you Maher, know exactly what he was going to say this year. Uh, it's f- year. funny, back in 2002, you knew exactly what he was going to say in 2023, oddly enough. Guys, the world hasn't changed. Just the left has. Or no, he hasn't changed. I fucked it up. Anyway, moving forward. Let's get back into the race. Because uh, Henny uh, Henny goes to the cops. Henny is a straight-up narc. And I do not respect (laughs) her for this. She finds literally four Keystone Cop-looking policemen, one of which is the director of this film. I mean, to be fair... They like we're going to sexually assault her and then turn her into turn her bones into goo so that her sexual assaulters could inhale her to win a race. I think this might be the one time it's okay to go to the cops. Here's the question I had, because I was thinking about this. Okay, obviously, we're in the Chuck E. Cheese universe and we don't have a lot of time left in this movie. Who am I kidding? We still have like 15 to 20 minutes left in this movie. This is going to get resolved quickly by police taking him in. But in my mind, I was like, what proof does she actually have other than if, 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 if professors, Dr. Zoom, if he came to the cops with the story, she broke into my warehouse where I keep chickens, a legal thing to do. Yeah. She assaulted me with a frying pan. You can see the damage to my head. I was planning to go to you as soon as the race was over. Um, Please arrest Helen Henny. I am pressing full charges. He has more proof than she has. And no. he is a more powerful individual in this world than she is. He's got in a, a big realistic world. That's what happens. His, he's got a big drug making machine at his place. Plus, you know that those two stupids will turn on him immediately. That's the second question I have at the end of this movie. And I'll just say right now, why do they also get arrested? There's no proof they did anything other than cheat in this race. If it's even cheating. No, it's, it's fraud. Guys, First of all, guys, it's fraud because there's a huge, there's a lot of money involved. It's not just cheating. When it's, a, payoff. it's not just cheating when professional sports are involved. It's fraud. And ga- it's, it's it's like you're you're committing fraud. I mean, there's probably also some international international fraud yeah. if they came from a different planet. It's you possible get, that this is like uh steroids. You know, like it it is illegal to to make and to traffic it. And there's very clearly proof that they have been using it in the car. It's like a built-in part of their system. So, you know, uh, there might be some crime there. Potentially. Usually in these kind of cases, though, all you would get is banned from racing by the people who would authenticate these races. You would not have legal action. You know, that's just not the cops would not arrest you for cheating in baseball. Right. 
That's just not how anything works. So I am confused. Rose to jail. Uh, Pete Rose. I he, I think he went to jail, but for something very different. It wasn't for anything baseball related, wasn't it? For like stealing from people or something. I I thought it was for betting on games, but it I could was be wrong. Absolutely there. not. Um, let me see. False he income was tax to- filings. False income tax filing because he failed to declare income from memorabilia sales, horse race winnings, was sentenced to five months in jail. See, this is the thing. And this is the thing to always remember. And everybody at home, I want you to take this lesson. It is not illegal to steal from people who have less money from you. It is only illegal to steal from people who have more money than you. Bernie Madoff ripped off a bunch of people and nobody cared. And as soon as he stole money from rich people, he went to prison. Pete Rose did all manner of shady things. And it wasn't until he defrauded the U.S. government that he went to jail. So uh, oh, here's the deal. Employees rip off. Isn't wage theft the number one uh, crime dollar wise in the entire country year after year after year? No one ever goes to jail for that, do they? Nope. Because you're stealing from people who make less money than you. At the worst, you pay a fine, which is a fraction of the money you stole, and you keep in business. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret to crime. I just gave it to you. There's a knock at my door. Oh, boy. uh, The FBI is here for me. (laughs) I'll be out when I'm ready. See, I make more money than them, so they have to listen. I don't see how that's possible. Um, Somebody got indicted today and wasn't arrested because he (laughs) makes more money than them. That's how Uh, it works, Chad. That's how it's always worked. That's how it always will work. I am blown away by this ending. It's the first time in this movie about racing anthropomorphic rats in space to win tractor money. The moment at the end of this movie when the bad guys get straight out full on arrested is the one time I went, this shit doesn't track. (laughs) I'm losing my believability in this movie right now. Good for you. Anyway, uh, the race is very quick. The bad guys do a smoke screen to them, which pushes the Chuck E. Cheese and crew into the Black Forest, where they bounce around. They eventually get out of the Black Forest. Very honestly, not terrible racing scene. Kind of enjoyed it. And Chuck E. Cheese realizes the one thing that he has to do to win this race. He has to do one thing to win this race, and that's push to not Vega 2, but say it with me. Vega 3. He has to find Vega 3, never mentioned until Chuck E. Cheese decides it's the thing to do. I mean, that's just called, that's called, um, that's Ryan Johnson shit right there. That is subverting expectations. This is just like on Battlestar Galactica when they thought they found Earth and then they had to find Earth again. Yeah, it wasn't Earth. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Anyway, we have another. It's good enough for them. We have two more songs. Um, Oh, there was another funny bit because Helmet comes over to tell them the secret of what he needs to do, right? This is before he figures out Vega 3. And they do another funny bit where uh, Helmet gets on the, the, he says, uh, first off, he says like, oh, are you speaking to me telepathically? He's like, no, I'm in your radio speaker, you weirdo. And I'm laughing. Yeah, this is a good bit. This is a good bit. 
And then they do the bit where he says, the one thing you need to do to win this race is, and then he cuts out. And again, I'm like, oh, yes, that's funny. Yeah. I like this. I like this. Uh, so that's when he figures out Vega 3. And there's a song. Chan, can we hear the racing song that takes us through to the end of the race? One of two songs remaining. Yes, I know. One of two songs remaining in this movie. Begin. Use your training to believing to knowing that you can win. Come on, Chucky, be you be. You can do it, you're the one, you can handle victory. Get the rest. That is 100%. This shit slaps this shit slaps (laughs) no i will not say that but i will say that there was uh, a a huge musical theater fan who made this because they do the sort of round thing at the end where like uh, everybody has their own lines and it's kind of a reprise from earlier not really but you know like uh they're all going at the same time and it's it's uh yeah i definitely would see this as the big finish to uh, a monthly sketch show at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles. That's a goddamn banger. <laughs> you get every character with their own moment to sing their own point of view in different styles, and then Chuck E. Cheese hits that huge high note at the end? Are you out of your mind? That is some of the best music I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, okay. Goddamn, that's a bigger banger than the end of that G.I. Joe short film that we watched, which I thought at the time was the biggest banger I'd ever heard. Oh my God, what a... Let's hear the whole thing again. Let's no. go. I'm, I, am, I am riled up right now. That is that is getting me out of my seat dancing. Right, we met early tonight so that we could be done early and you've done nothing but jerk off onto this, uh, onto this show onto this movie for the last nine hours it feels like knowing is knowing is half the podcast is about respecting brilliance when we see it and did we see it in chuck e cheese galaxy 5000 you're absolutely Absolutely right that song was incredible (laughs) and again for what we would expect out of the chuck e cheese movie something that shows that much skill in writing music and lyrics yes it is silly but it's a straight up banger and I am, I am, I am ready to throw down. I am ready to go get race in the galaxy 5,000. That is pumping me up. This is so far beneath what a corporation, a, a national corporation should put out under their name that I am ashamed for capitalism. at I still really like capitalism, but I do think that I don't like this movie. Yeah, well, that's because you're a bootlicker, Gina. <laughs> yeah, you would, Gina, rich Alito. Ooh, oh, nice. Kind of works. I mean, you're erasing my Italian heritage by doing that, but okay. I believe Pasquale erased your Italian heritage <laughs> <laughs> in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, okay, race finishes. Chuck E. Cheese wins by a literally photo finish. They cut to many angles of the photo. I loved it. And he he pushes to Vega 3, gets the win. At this point, we have about a minute and a half to wrap this thing up. Like, literally, everybody's cheering at the end. We're out of our cars. The bad guys all get arrested. Not only do they get arrested, they're wearing ankle, like, metal balls around their ankles. Like, literal balls and chains. And that is that is barbaric for a space-faring atmosphere. That was shocking. That was shocking to see. There's another song for some reason. Oh, there is, and we will hear it. Let's go, Robert Clark Chan. We need a wrap-up song. We need to bring out every character, including the pizza delivery driver, the guy who played the piano in the saloon earlier. Everybody makes a big cameo at the end and a giant wrap-it-up dance number, and I am out of my seat cheering. The thing that infuriates me, possibly more than anything in this entire production, and there are a great many things that infuriate me in this, this is the wrap-up song, and it's not even the last song. <laughs> Happy jump to the sky, wrap all our cares away. We just so like that we could fly. We're gonna shout and be happy. Jump to the sky, wrap all our cares away. We just so like that we could fly. Amazing. Great, no, no notes. Dancing and shit, whatever. And then a bunch of balloons, we're done. Show's over, credits roll, and there's another song. Yeah, we're cruising on the road of life. Dancing and feet so right. Somehow today we have reached the top. We all know that it's just one stop Yeah, yeah, you're doing good Sharing love You're bound to get a little A little help from above Whoa, if you're right, not wrong Then you'll be strong And the winds of goodwill will push you along If you do right, not wrong Then you'll strong um, I, I mean, mean i wasn't expecting it to end with a gospel song but here yeah, we are yeah, yeah yeah or like some sort of uh, uh a mighty wind folk song i that i almost feel like they made the whole movie around like they had a song and then they were like you know what should we make a movie for a major corporation among, around this this one song just so we can play it during the credits um not since uh, the celebrant singers played my church and we housed two of them in our house when I was a kid, when they were overnight with us, because that's how these gospel groups go around to churches, making their money. They don't pay for hotels. They stay with the parishioners. I have not enjoyed gospel music as much as that night. So I will say right now, wonderfully done. Also to answer a question from earlier, there was an actual livestock talent on board from animal talent of texas looking at the closing credits right now so those chickens were professional chickens maybe the biggest professionals in the entire production cool bet they ate those chickens afterwards 
Are they oh, better? No. Or- that is not they did say at the end no chickens or rats were harmed in the making of the production, which I also thought was kind of fun. They better um, not be lying. But yeah, look, I've been else I a will lot never right have now. my birthday at Chuck E. Cheese again. <laughs> well, that might be true. Uh also playing over the closing credits are still images from the movie. Each picture looks like someone's last known photo. And I don't know how they did it in every shot, but they did it. This was the fucking worst. This is the greatest (laughs) movie. One of the greatest things we've watched in the history. This show exists. And we started up this show a million years ago on July 4th of, I think, 2015. Oh, my God. Purely, purely to achieve this moment. And I am thrilled. This is what the show is all about. This is why I wanted to quit years ago. So that hopefully we wouldn't have to get to this point. Yet here we are. About to start season seven, Robert Clark Chan. Man, this next series better be good or I'm going to be so pissed. I got bad news for you uh, based on what I've heard so far. (laughs) Granted, we thought Extreme would be bad and Extreme was very good. So who knows? We thought a lot of them would be bad that were good. I mean, we've never thought something would be good uh, that then turned out bad. We've only ever thought things would be bad and they turned out good. Our expectations have been appropriate and often exceeded. Yeah. Fair, Fair statement. Yeah. Up anyway, uh, Chan, I'm trying to get this show over, but you just won't stop yapping. I need everyone to know to not ever get near this abomination. <laughs> no, I, I think honestly... we watched it. They have to watch it. That's part of the yeah. fun of this whole experience. A shared, tell you right traumatic now, experience. I'm going to tell everybody right now. I will watch this again just on my own time for fun. I guarantee it. Two, I think this has become my new thing to show somebody who's like a new friend to see how good of a friend I think they can be. It used to be the House of the Dead movie from Uwe Boll. I would watch that with them and see what they do because that will determine whether or not I think I can actually be friends with this new character. It now will become the much shorter Chuck E. Cheese Galaxy 5000. Let's watch this. Let me know what you think. Little do they know that will determine whether or not I can be their friend. I don't know whether I should consider myself lucky that I was uh, not forced to watch either the Uwe Bowl movie or this thing. Uh, but then Jan, you like, were you you were forced to watch this thing for the record. I mean, not for your friendship. Okay, that's true. That's mm. true. Chan, what are you what are you doing tonight? Anything you want to come over and watch something? I do oh, not. No, sounds like Ray's gonna watch it in his basement. I got two choices, and you're going to love both of them. Uh, I'm not going to be over there until Easter. When there will oh, my God. You're going to be there. here for Easter. So you're going to be here for Easter egg hunt. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on the TV in the living room. Hell, uh-huh. yeah. Let's I would go. love it. I, I hope you do. And I hope Egon, I hope it's Egon's new favorite movie. And then every day for the next six months, he begs Chan to put it on anytime he's home. Oh my God. Chan, I'm going to get Egon hooked on this. Hell yeah. That's a threat. This is the worst.
<laughs> anyway, you can find us in many places. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Those of you on the Patreon, thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, we are going to be buying you new season seven shirts. If you want to get on there, uh, any kind, any, everybody's going to get one. Uh, make sure that all your stuff is updated. We haven't done it yet, but we will do it once that gets made. We haven't even put it in the store yet. Uh, that will happen sometime in April. And they just thanks for being a part of it. We have more stuff that we want to do and we have not been able to do, but like, it's not from a uh, lack of love for you guys. Uh, we just suck. Uh, and we will do more things as the year progresses, starting with the t-shirts. I think it's only fair. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, uh, at GI Joe podcast, but individually I am at almighty Ray. I'm at Gina Ippy 999 RPMs. Wow. That is a really long one. Shane, have you re have you reinstated your Twitter yet, or has somebody stolen it? Has either of those things happened? Uh oh, that's a good question. I'm gonna let me let me check right now. I'm gonna let's see uh uh twitter.com uh slash nine hundred ninety nine RPMs. Can't believe we're doing this in real time. It's not like some oh, of us yeah. have oh, yeah. things to watch and Here do. It comes. This account doesn't exist. Yeah, Ray, baby. you could steal it. Might have to. And then I might just... even steal it as my Robert Clark Chan parody account. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, there I like would be this. like at least like two people that would find that hilarious. Uh, let me see. Log out, GI Joe podcast. Log in. Let me see. Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. So real fast through outer space. Finally touched down at Chucky's place. So sing with me, every boy and girl. It's a Chucky Cheese summer and it's
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny. So it's it's a Fire Bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my God, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like- Is it because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.